so I just uh, re- read this card here. Huh? Oh, huh. These are the required points to express in your ad. Feel free to paraphrase and speak from your own experience. If you, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast, how about that, (laughs) with no minimum listenership. (laughs) It's uh, everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and a mandatory call to action. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. There, read your stupid card. Can I can I pull my pants up now? <laughs> the following is a very important message. Sometimes all it takes is a stick of butter. He'll hold me down and shit on my face. He came back to visit your old pal Pink Cosby. Well now, boys and girls, we've been working really hard here at the Happy Horror Cave of Wonders to join forces with the Channel Four and a Half production team so that we could spread the message all over the world that the Happy Horror Coffee Break Old Time Horror Radio Show is here to stay. So tell your friends. Tell them to tell their friends. Tell them to tell their friends to fuck off. But then tell their friends to come and have a listen. We're all friends here. Now everybody take a big step back and look out. Cause here comes that crazy intro. See the entire earth turned into a huge time bomb. We are fighting for our lives. My family must survive. Yeah, I'm not the enemy. I don't know who the enemy is. For the love of God, it is the Happy Horror Coffee Break Old Time Horror Radio Show once again in your face pockets. <laughs> and we got behind you, what's that? Yo, babes. It's just the Happy Robot Eeries coming up to probably say something stupid. Not unless you like hearing your own name. I'm only stating facts. There is no need for name-calling. Jerk. Oh, and this episode is the only episode you're going to get over the break of the 4th of July. Independence Day to the lay folk. So we thought we'd do a little special episode in tribute to American-themed shit. (laughs) Like baseball. (laughs) Everybody loves baseball. Your mom loves baseball. Seriously. 
You couldn't come up with a more basic bitch topic? I swear, seriously, anything that I try to do that's remotely fun, you always find a way to roll up on your little plastic wheels and just ruin it. Belch. You suck it up through your hoseless vacuum face and just destroy everything beautiful about this potentially award-winning show and you turn it into garbage. Jerk. Well, I won't let you do it this time. This time is going to be different. This time is going to be the best damn episode of the Happy Horror Coffee Break Old Time Horror Radio Show that you've ever oh, heard in your hey, life, and I am not going to put up with your shit. So, moving on to the first story of the night. Imagine, if you will, a world not unlike your own. Humans inhabit over 40% of the Earth, each one with its own agenda, many of them heading out to work, some of them staying home and tending to their young, others out playing games like soccer, or tiddlywinks, or baseball. A select few living their dream of making it big, and dedicating careers to the game. Little did any of them know the fate of the world and all of humanity might one day be determined by a single game of baseball. We join now with the rest of the world in witnessing such a game. The lives of billions all lay in the balance, and all rely on a single play in the bottom of the ninth. Welcome back to the bottom of the ninth inning, ladies and gentlemen, and it appears that we have yet to receive an update on the injury to 20-year veteran Bryce Harper, who was hit by that devastating fastball to start the inning and had to be carried off the field. Obviously, we'll let you know the moment we have any definitive information. That blazing fastball has been this pitcher's bread and butter all night. Completely unhittable. Completely, Keith. As Harper, who would have represented the first base runner of the game for the home team had he been able to stay in the game, might have paid the ultimate price for the first mistake this pitcher has made the entire game after getting drilled in the chest. Ron, I don't know about you, but I would never have imagined that it could be this quiet, let alone would be, as it is now, the largest sporting venue in recorded history. You took the words right out of my mouth, Keith. As we saw in Angela's excellent pregame report, three months of fevered construction went in converting the Indianapolis Speedway into a baseball diamond and expanding the seating of the stadium that already held 220,000 people into one that could accommodate tonight's crowd of nearly half a million people. I've honestly never been around such a large assembly before, and frankly, after the deafening roar that they put up in the first few innings, it seemed inconceivable that the decibel level could be this low. Other than the beer and peanut vendors, you could probably hear a pin drop. I was thinking the exact same thing, Ron. Obviously, there's a tremendous amount of concern for Harper, but you would think getting that first runner on, trailing one to nothing, the crowd would try to muster up some sort of inspirational cheering. Hey, shut up! You're right about that, my old friend. You're right about that. I think it's safe to say that the massive ramifications of tonight's game, combined with the performance that their home team has put forth so far, had frayed the nerves of these people to their very end. This record crowd may not be making a lot of noise at this point, but no one's left the stadium as of yet. Mostly they're in a state of shocked silence. I'm seeing a lot of fingers being bitten to their quicks and butts barely clinging to the edges of their seats. The importance of tonight's very special game isn't lost on 
anyone here. Tonight, all the millions watching on television in North America, all the billions anxiously observing online from all around the globe, their tension is palpable. That being said, as dominant as the pitching has been for the visitors, it's still only a one-run game. If we can somehow manage to scratch out a single run, Keith, then I think everyone would be perfectly happy to stick around for extra innings. Well, Ron, I think you're probably right, given that the viewers of this amazing spectacle are fully aware that this might be the last baseball game they'll ever get to see. Well, I don't think anybody's in too big a hurry to call it a night. Well said, Keith. Well said. So, folks, with Speed Demon Charlie Rooker standing on first base and another long-tenured veteran, Aaron Judge, slowly making his way to the box, we'd like to remind you that the first out of the ninth inning is brought to you by Bear Steel Ladders. Bear steel ladders when you absolutely have to get to the top. I have a bear steel ladder in my garage, Ron. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. How do you like it? Oh, it's great. I find myself just looking for excuses to climb it. <laughs> well, that, that makes sense, Keith. Yeah, I can honestly say that I'll never use another ladder. Well, if our boys are unable to pull off this ninth inning miracle, that might be a moot point. Ha! So true, Ron. Although Jim in the truck is telling me that, given the circumstances, we probably shouldn't joke about it. <laughs> that, that makes sense, Keith. And if I gave a damn anymore, I probably wouldn't. Anyway, Judge, gloves adjusted, has settled into the box. He's doing his best to stare down the pitcher, but the effect is probably diminished after the 90s had so far. Yeah, oh, for four at-bats with four strikeouts, probably not the results he was expecting coming in. That's true, Keith, but it's not like anyone else is doing any better. The team getting no hit through eight innings. But then again, it's unlikely that any of them expected to try to hit pitches that regularly hit 180 on the radar gun. So true. You know, it occurs to me that it was likely that when President Milton offered up baseball as the official competition, he was doing so facetiously. However, when they immediately accepted, I think the majority of people around the world felt confident that it might actually have been a wise decision, the president's sarcasm aside. After all, it was a sport that they were completely unfamiliar with, and by looking at them, well, baseball players wasn't exactly an impression that leapt to mind. Now, we were all guilty of making certain assumptions about their physical abilities. How could you not? It took only a few innings of watching one violent fastball after another, however, to wash those away, unfortunately. Speaking of which, Praxis 2187 goes into his. I don't know. Are we still calling it a wind-up run? Uh, who knows, Keith? It's some type of repetitive motion, that's for sure. Whatever it is he does to get that ball moving, he just put his 78th pitch across the plate at 165 miles per hour. It seemed like he took a little bit off that pitch, but much as he's done all night, Judge could only blink as it passed him by for the first strike here in the ninth. Has anyone even put the bat on the ball tonight for this team of all-stars from around the world? Because I can't recall even a foul ball so far. You're completely right about that one, Keith. Praxis 2187 has been nothing short of dominant. And there's strike two. That one clock at 155. He's definitely starting to lose some of his juice. Unfortunately for Aaron and the rest of the home team, Praxis 2187's worst is still better than anything they've ever seen before. Here's the pitch. Uh, Judge swings weakly at strike three. Oh, Aaron looks completely dejected, Ron. Well, Keith, if you look up and down the bench, he's got the same expression they all do. There was a lot of excitement in that clubhouse before the game. But after a few innings of seeing what this guy was throwing at them, it's, it's almost as though they knew they were going to lose before the first run was scored. It was like a virus. It started in the dugout and slowly spread through this crowd, stifling even the most rambunctious fans. Excellent observation. 
observation, Keith. And on that note, the second out of the ninth inning has been sponsored by the Colonel's Crazy Chicken. If the home team pulls off a victory tonight, Colonel's Crazy Chicken will give everyone that comes into any of their 4,000 locations tomorrow a free straitjacket chicken sandwich. You'll need to arrive at your local Triple C's at exactly 2.27 p.m. to claim your free sandwich. Colonel's Crazy Chicken. We're not KFC. Uh, I eat at Triple C's at least once a week. Really? I didn't know that. So you're a big fan of the Colonel's Chicken. Oh, big time. I love the Asylum Mega Meal. <laughs> That's great, Keith. I'll have to try that myself. Hopefully I'll be able to claim that free sandwich tomorrow, although we are running out of chances. With only two outs left to try and even this thing's up, Willie Gelstar steps to the plate. Gelstar's pinch hitting for two-time MVP Dwayne Paulson, who's wearing the same golden sombrero that the rest of tonight's starters have on. Regardless, I'm not really sure sure why they would pinch hit for Paulson here. Uh, Ron, they're telling me that the coaches tried to get Dwayne to go back out there, but he's become so despondent that he's completely non-responsive to any outside stimuli. The manager has told us, and I quote, he's fled to the deepest recesses where we are no longer able to contact him. Well, that clears that up then, Keith. Makes perfect sense. Thank you, Bill. Uh, uh, hey, George. St. Bill, have you read that new book by uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald? Uh, no, no, I just, I, I don't really have the time to read it. And, uh, you know, tell you the truth, I don't think I really even can read. Ain't got the time, it says. Ain't got the time. Well, Bill, you ever heard of Audible? No, but uh, I'm sure you're going to tell me more about it now, huh? I'll shoot straight with you, see? Yeah, it's fantastic, yeah, you hear that? It's fantastic. I'll give you a whole 30 days free, see? Yeah, on top of that, I'll give you a free book to get started. Oh, wow! 30 days? That's almost a whole month. Why, you wise guy, yeah. It's a... Yeah, and after you stick around for that month, I'll give you another free book just for the heck of it. Yeah. A free book, you say, huh? Well, tell me this. What if I only like really expensive books? It don't matter how much it costs. They don't care. They'll give it to you free anyway. And besides, yeah, you get to listen to original podcasts, see? Original podcasts exclusively from Audible. Ad-free. Oh, you don't say. Oh, you, hear, you hear that, Harvey? Exclusive. And you get to make your own library of books. Oh, oh, my very own library. Yeah, see, and the best part, you get to keep your books forever. Even if you cancel your membership, see? Which, uh, I don't think you want to do that. Oh, you, you sly devil, you, you dog. No, no, see, what you want to do is become an exclusive member. Yeah, then you get 30% off all the books. And if you don't like it, you can trade it for another book, any book you want for free. It's that easy, no fooling. Well, you know, this all sounds really great and all, but uh, I just have one question. Lay it on me. Whoa. What, what, what's a podcast? <laughs> Why, I oughta. Thanks for staying on top of things for us. If you really think about it, it's really kind of hard to believe. On paper, this looks like the greatest team ever assembled on one field. You can throw all the analytics out the window for this one, Ron. I can tell you as a hitter, it's got to be nearly impossible to put Goodwood on pitches coming in that fast, let alone put the ball in play. 
that doesn't even touch upon the difficulties the hitters have been having just trying to pick up the ball's release point. While Praxis 2187 has been using the same appendage to pitch with each time his other two, uh, uh, what did we decide to call them, uh, tentacles? Uh, anyway, his other two do an outstanding job concealing the ball, all of the waving and flopping that they produce, as well as whatever the hell those things are dangling from his head, can be uh, very disorientating. It's chaotic, Keith. It reminds me of where my dog Baxter shakes his favorite chew toy. Agreed. Very chaotic. I have a cat, though. His name is Hernandez. Really? I, I didn't know that. That's great, Keith. Cats are really top-notch. Gelstar watches the strike one sails past him. Wow. That pitch came in at a mere 120 miles per hour. Even though we were all starting to believe it wasn't possible, it looks like the pitcher is finally beginning to tire. Uh, but is it too late to matter, Ron? I don't know, Keith, but the velocity has dropped significantly with each pitch he's thrown this inning. It also seems that the away team has nobody warming up in the bullpen either, and there's strike two. That's true, Ron, but if you recall, Praxis 2187 didn't warm up either. He just kind of flopped his way out to the mound and started throwing bullets. To look at them, you'd think they'd be more at home in water than on land. Makes me crave calamari for some reason. But it's not like it's been necessary for any of their fielders to actually move in any way this game so far anyway. So who would know if they can actually field the ball? It's been the Praxis 2187 show from the very beginning. And there's strike three, Keith, as Willie cracks his bat across his knee in disgust, snapping it in two. Ah, that's an impressive show of strength, Ron, and anger. Indeed, Keith. If you recall, in his pregame interview, Willie said his motivation in this game was coming from his mother and younger sister. For several days after the game was announced and scheduled, Gelstar had vivid nightmares of the beloved women in his life in chains as slaves or worse. Being put on that list, the visitors called the menu. Ron, I think it's safe to say that we're all hoping to stay off that list. Personally, I've spent the last month doing everything I can to make myself look as unappetizing as possible. Well, I think you've succeeded, old friend. You seem... Chewy to me. That's just what I was going for. So we're going to get another pitch hitter here as we're down to our final opportunities. Tanaka Hirito, who has been arguably the greatest hitter to ever play Japanese professional baseball, is taking deliberate cuts in the on-deck circle in no obvious rush to put himself in the box as he prepares to take the place of fellow Japanese MLB all-star Shohei Atani. While he's doing that, let's take a moment to talk about our third out sponsor, Spittles Candies. Spittles, a rainbow of colors to choose from, but only one flavor. What about Spittles, Keith? How do you feel about those? I don't care for them, Ron. Oh, that, that, that's okay, Keith. Just remember, there's a rainbow of colors to choose from. I'll do that, Ron. Too bad they all taste like shit. Well, it looks like Harito is finally ready to take his cuts. I can't even imagine the pressure that's on that young man's shoulders right now. The weight of the world, Keith. The weight of the world. Here's the pitch. And strike one. That pitch was around 115. They're coming in slower now, but not slow enough, unfortunately. As you look around the crowd, Ron, you can see a lot of fetal positions developing and tears beginning to flow on many faces. And... Well, what's that noise? Oh, yeah, I think some people are wailing. Well, that's understandable, Keith. I could probably do the little cathartic wailing rumps myself around about now. The pitch, strike two. We are down to our final strike, ladies and gentlemen. Keith, on a personal note, I'd like to say that the last 20 years in the broadcast booth with you have been the happiest of my life. You've been a great friend and partner, and I wouldn't trade that time for anything. <gasps> Ron, I, I don't have the words. I love you, old buddy. I will miss this time. 
Maybe more than anything. Uh -huh. Praxis 2187 is taking a moment before throwing what might be the last pitch ever thrown, perhaps savoring his impending victory, and Tanaka steps out of the box. He's staring intently at his bat and forcing himself to take slow, purposeful breaths. He's trying to keep his composure on. I think we all are, Keith. Ladies and gentlemen, I know we've said it a couple of times, but they want me to reiterate one more time. Do not try to fight back against the new overlords if we lose tonight's game. The death ray demonstrations that were given on CNN and the BBC in the last month are very real. Resistors will be automatically placed on their menu list. If, however, you find yourself on this list, Onre as Astfe as Uye and K and Idehe. Well said, Keith. Hopefully our audience can read between the lines. So, Tanaka steps back into the box at... What's this? Is he... Is he closing his eyes? It looks that way, Ron. In all honesty, does it really matter? I can't really blame him. I'd like to close my eyes right now as well. You may be right, Keith, but... Well, you may be right. Here's the pitch. Hirito takes a cut. He hit it! It's a deep fly ball! Oh, go, baby! Go, go! It's still going! It's gotta be out of here! I can't believe it! I can't believe it! Tanaka will have won the game with a home run. The dead center field at practice 45-88. Watches the ball sail over his head. It's gonna be pandemonium! What? What just happened? It was too quick to see, and even the umpires are gonna have to go back to the replay to see what just transpired. I don't know, Ron, but this monster crowd has just erupted. The singing, the dancing in the aisles. They went from the lower steps to jubilance and a matter of a few seconds, but I don't think they realize that the, the play hasn't been called a home run yet. Y you hear that, Keith? Of course, how could I not? That's the sound of half a million people chanting one man's name. It's it's inspirational, but then again, is it going to be in vain? Okay, Keith, here's the replay, which the booth has slowed down to one hundredth of its normal speed. The ball is just above the wall in center field when... Whoa, what, what in the holy hell is that, Keith? Ron, I don't know how to process what I'm seeing. It would appear, ladies and gentlemen, that the visitors have an additional appendage that we've all been unaware of. Another one of those long, black, snake-like tentacles seems to have rocketed out of the area we were assuming was their derrieres with speed beyond what our normal eyes could perceive and just plucked the ball from the air before it cleared the center field fence. Uh, there's really nothing more that can be said besides... WTF? WTF indeed, Keith. I don't think anyone saw that one coming, and it should only take the umpires a moment longer to pronounce this game as being over, with a final score of one to nothing. I would expect the suicides to rate in the thousands before most folks even make it back to their cars. Yeah, it's a real shame. I guess we should go ahead and sign off before the real carnage begins. What do you think, Ron? You're probably right, old buddy. Just a couple of words before we send this back to Marcus and the team in the studio. We've got an update on Bryce Harper's condition. Uh, unfortunately, it would appear that the perennial all-star has passed away, killed by a pitch that shattered his entire ribcage at the age of 39. I I'm also being told that Aaron Judge has taken his own life by walking into the batting cage without a bat or helmet and sitting cross-legged on the plate. That's a hell of a way to go, Ron. Well, Aaron always had his own way of doing things. Fitting, I guess. True. So true. Tonight's completed game was brought to you by Morton Blotless Paints. Let Morton Blotless Paint bring beautiful color to your world because Morton Blotless Paints coat your life with joy. And, and Highmark greeting cards. Highmark is more than a card. It's love. Thanks for tuning in to Humanity's last sporting event, ladies and gentlemen. If you live in North America, please make sure that you and your families report to your nearest processing office by next Monday for your detention camp assignments. You know what happens if you're late.
May God help us all and long live Praxis. Oh, Iris. Happy robot, you can you can come out of the corner now. I've calmed down a little. Jesus Christ. Maybe I'll go ahead and let you give us what you think best represents the glory of Independence Day. Okay. Maybe this inspiring speech from President Thomas J. Whitmore might best sum it all up. Ahem. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interests. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July, and you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution. But from outrageous firework stand prices. Permits to blow shit up. And people that only serve blackened hot dogs at their barbecues. Why I even try with you? Welcome to Earth, bitch. Moving on. Oh, and it is time once again, you freaky, fat-headed, fanny-pack-wearing fairies, for the Creepy Pasta Corner. <laughs> ah. This is the story of a baseball by Alvin Schwartz. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. Now let's see how well you Jeffrey and Tom loved baseball. When they were young, they had played on the town's baseball team. Jeffrey had been the pitcher, and Tom had played second base. Now that they were older, they spent their time watching baseball games on TV and talking about baseball. Do you think they play baseball in heaven? Jeffrey asked Tom one day. <laughs> That's a good question, Tom said. The one who gets there first should uh, let the other one know somehow. As it turned out, Tom got to heaven first after he was in a bad car accident. Jeffrey waited patiently to hear from him. One day, Jeffrey found a see-through Tom in the living room. He was scared, but curious. Mm. What is it like up there? Jeffrey asked. And do they play baseball? Well, when it comes to baseball, I have good news and only bad news, Tom said. The good news, we do play baseball in heaven, and we have some fine teams. In fact, I even play second base on my team, just like in the old days. What's the bad news? Jeffrey asked. Bad news, Tom started, is that you're scheduled to pitch tomorrow. And Jeffrey was dead. Deed. The end. Well, and once again, thanks for joining us at the Happy Horror Coffee Break Old Time Horror Radio Show on the channel Four and a Half Network. The bottom of the ninth, adapted from the Creepy Pasta by Shannon Higdon, and read by our glorious shiny pals across the big watery area from Liverpool, England. The hippity-hoppity-happy-ass-hosts of Films on Trial. Check it out if you hadn't. Ha <laughs> ha! Baseball, written by Alvin Schwartz. Check out his Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark series. 
Yes? Not Eris. Ceres. You mean Ceres? Ceres. Ceres. I will say it however I goddamn please. Please leave me alone today. Oh, don't forget to check out Audible. Get your 30-day free trial. Get your free book. Get another free book after you've passed the 30-day free trial. Oh, Lazar, you heard the commercial. You were there. I was there. Everybody was there. Iris was there. Yo, fuckers. Shut up! And, once again, enjoy your coffee break. You know something, Batman? What's that, Robin? She looks very pretty when she's asleep. I thought you might eventually notice that. That single statement indicates to me the first oncoming thrust of manhood, old chum. 